Hey, I'm live. Woo, we're live. Uh, we live. What's up, everybody? Oh, look, we already got people joining us today. It's 420. It's 420. It's time. Roll them up and light them up. Pack them up. Cannabis closet. Next. Nexus never fails for us. Nexus is always here for us. We love you. We miss you. What's up, Dusty? What's up, Margo? Margo. Thanks, guys. Ready for a fun, interesting combo? It's going to be a good one. We got show notes. We have show notes again. We had fly. Like, we were, I mean, kind of had a, a real show or something going. I know. It's like we're professionals. What's happening? I mean, I even have a microphone plugged in today. <laughs> That's what's good. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, I got a microphone. So, hey, uh, make sure you, you know, like and share. Tell your friends we're here. We are going to be talking about some of those uh, brand new cannabinoids that we're seeing um, on the market. And uh, we would love for everybody to come in and join the conversation. I will say this about the conversation. Uh you know, some people have feelings about these new cannabinoids. So I want you guys to be respectful in the comments, please. We will remind you when we get into the topic of discussion. But I definitely want you to be respectful to each other in the comments. But by all means, uh, let us know how you feel about the subject matter today. We're going to be talking about um, Delta-8, THCO. Um, Delta We're going to touch on a couple of... A little bit. Yeah. And then T Delta-10 is on Delta the list a little bit. There's yeah. also a Delta six, which I didn't even Google yet. Apparently, yeah. You know, so we're we're looking at a whole uh, and how they're derived. So we're going to talk the science. We're going to talk the opinion. We're going to talk the, you know, how uh, people that have used it, if you know, if you've used it and or tried any of these new um, compounds, let, let us know. know. Let us yeah. know your effect, your thoughts. Um, keeping in mind, we are not scientists. We are not medical professionals. We are coming from, uh, you know, our own, uh, um, research of, uh, and, and discussing of those people. our peers. We've you been, know? uh, we've been reading research from those people, from scientists, from people who are doing the actual lab research. Um, we are, yes, definitely getting stories from Leafly and places like that as well, just to kind of get a basic idea of what's going on um, out there. But we're also looking at those scientific articles, those peer-reviewed articles, things like that. So, um, And then also scientists and what they have to say. And um, uh, I'm definitely interested in um, one we've been talking about today. Ethan Russo has something to say about the subject. So... I'm going to go ahead and throw that article into the um, comments. So if anyone Yay. wants to pick that up and take a look and uh, let everybody know at the M for MM uh, mixer that we would love their attendance right here on the cannabis closet every Monday at 420 Mountain Standard Time. That is uh, 320 on the West Coast. That is and right now, Arizona until the time change. That is. <laughs> That is 520 Central, and that is 620 East Coast time. Set your calendars, mark it down, set an alert. Please follow us on our pages. We would love that. Uh, and if you want to watch us after the fact, we're also on um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts as well. So you can find us on some of the major uh, podcast stations. Um, 
Oh, yeah. If you're interested in coming and hanging with us in our Discord channel, we do have a Discord channel. We'll be happy to share an invite with you. Just let us know. Hit us up and we'll be happy to send that over to you. Our email address is CannabisCloset420 at gmail.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come join us. Um, I think, uh, you know, we're there in Discord almost every morning at some point. Pop in. Sometimes in the afternoon. Sometimes we're encouraging each other to try and get workouts done. (laughs) Yes. Listen, you don't have to um, me. That's me. I'm doing that. <laughs> I'm trying to do that. I am uh, encouraging do your squats. Well, I snuggle with my dog. I'm like, good, good for you. I'll, I'll be on the call in a little bit. <laughs> Listen, I just want my grow arms back. So I just, I'm working. It's all body weight work too. I don't, I don't use weights or anything like that. I'm just, I got to get ready to ride too. I'm going to, I have to double the, I have to, I mean, the amount of days I rode last season was pitiful. And so I have a lot of like making up to do. And if we're going to, you know, hold myself to the ride, at least my age days. Um. (laughs) I am, I'm going to be hibernating all winter. That's not true. I'll probably get out this year. Yeah. I mean, I like the other things. I like snowshoeing too. So that's been, um, I, I, mean, I have snowshoes. I got to get out this season and actually do it. What yeah. I don't love is that feeling I get in my chest that feels like my chest cavity is just going to shatter apart because it's, it's so cold. cold. You should get one of those. And I tell Carrie this all the time to get one of those. There, there are these vet like vests and jackets and pants that you can get that have like a heat, they're heat packs. So basically they're attached to like a battery pack and they run heat thermal through. I'm scared your- of that. Mm. I don't want to die from fire. Listen, I'm scared. What if it catches on fire? It just explodes, and then I die from uh, burns. I mean, it's a it's a reputable company, so I would think that they have probably done some testing and and whatnot. On who? I'm just saying. I'm sorry. On who? Who'd they test on? Crash test dummies? I don't know. I'm just <laughs> saying. You can't release. Well, you can release products, but I did have a um, a patient that actually was telling me about his experience with it. And so um, I there, yeah, I have. Can I ask you a question? Yes. You ever heard of this reputable company called Samsung? (laughs) (laughs) Their phone just exploded. Like they just exploded. I know, I know. You couldn't even take them on. To, you know, so yes, you are correct in assuming that like maybe we don't put things so close to our bodies that are going to explode. I don't know. Who did you test it on? Well. (laughs) (laughs) Who'd you set on fire to make sure that this wouldn't set me on fire? That's what I want to know. How many people did you set on fire before you got it right? How Um, many people? Um, yeah. So, okay. And I have one of those Omni heat, you know, the ones with that look like tinfoil on the inside that are supposed to like keep you warm from your, listen, Kevlar is no joke. I wore that, you know, but, but also I need some stylish Kevlar now because the stuff I used to wear was, uh, it was Navy, uh, camo. So it was like the blue is the blue digi. It was like Navy blue digi camo. Actually, I wore old style camo, um, Kevlar's too, but, um, but, but I just want to let everybody know that this is just my opinion. And I might be judging you a little bit 
cam- camouflage is not fashion. Okay. It's, it's function. It's, it's for function. It's not for fashion. You understand? I, <laughs> coming from the fact that I did, I mean, I went to fashion design school and um, animal print and um, camo have not ever really been my aesthetic. And um, so that's all I have to say about that. And I agree. Um, I like to joke because, you know, my sister has like, jammies and joggers and stuff she does not wear it out in public unless she's going to like mcdonald's or whatever but mcdonald's is not public exactly so exactly that's what i'm I'm saying like exactly so um she you know so i we we joke with the whole like oh i can't see you i'm gonna start doing that every time i see somebody in camo if they if they're talking to me i'm gonna be like is somebody talking to me I saw right a couple in you hear that, that voice? Camo, like eating like dinner or eating lunch one time and ooh, they almost got that fly. Did you get it? No, it just flew past my face. Damn. Um, <laughs> better lady. I know she's like on the couch. She's like, that's it. Um, so that's all I'm saying. I'm, I may or may not be judging you, but I'm going to start doing that to people that talk to me while they're wearing camo. Can you hear that? Did you hear that voice? Someone's throwing their voice. Where's that? Where's that coming from? Where's that voice coming um, from? Oh shit! I'm sorry. I couldn't even see you standing there in that camo. So, <laughs> hey y'all, follow us on TikTok. Also, uh, it's TCCP. It is the Cannabis Closet podcast, I think, or the Cannabis Closet, the, maybe the Canna Closet, uh, the Canna Closet, maybe because I spell Canna with one N because it's TikTok and it's bullshit. But, but we would like I've to get been to talking more, so you should check it out. We've been having fun. <laughs> and also, I'd like to get us to a thousand followers at least so that we can go live together. So we can do a dual live. I can uh, invite you as the cannabis closet, and then me and you, Canna Queen and, and MJ oh, could. I didn't know that was a thing. Okay. It's a whole thing. But I you gotta have a thousand. All right. Well, there we go. I need to have a thousand followers. So I need to make my little boards of like my number goals that I want to reach. Um, so TikTok is a thousand right now is the number goal we want to reach. And we are nowhere close. So it's a hefty one, but we'll do it. And I'll tell you what, you know what I said, I said um, um, on an earlier show, like a past show that I was thinking about doing like a raffle or something for uh for one of my uh daily high club pieces that I have and how about we do a giveaway <clears throat> when we hit a thousand followers <clears throat> on TikTok excuse me so when we get a thousand followers on TikTok we will do a giveaway on this show um so and do some TikToks on the on the giveaway is that what you're telling me here yeah so we'll, we'll talk about it we'll talk about it on TikTok too um, we'll encourage everybody to come follow us on these platforms because we're interesting as fuck and people want to watch us. Don't worry. It's going to get better. Um, and then, yeah, we're on all the platforms. Uh, I mean, we're just going to be real honest with you guys. We want to monetize this. We want to be on the road, <clears throat> excuse me, next year. Hey, everybody hydrate. <laughs> we want to do this like, you know, um, on yeah. the regular, bring this show to um, legal states near you. <laughs> and bring this show 
to places where things are happening, you know, so that we can talk to people who are in the mix. You did hear something about a giveaway. So we're going to give away. Let's see. Hold on. I have the boxes under here. Let me see. I have two pieces. <clears throat> My throat is so dry right now. Up real quick. Hydrate. Uh, yeah, I know. Everybody's hydrate or uh, take a hit, whichever um, your order or preference is. Um, we are talking about uh, those extra cannabinoid compounds everyone's uh, been discussing, uh, consuming, um, playing with. And um, we're talking about the craze, the concerns, the, um, uh, yeah, all of it. So um, please share, have, uh, you know, those, yeah, thank you, Margo. We're going to hydrate. So it's a dual oh. purpose here. Um, <laughs> there it is. We're gonna, uh, uh, this the wood. Oh, yes. So a little egg. And um, so share, this is what we do. We want to talk about um, the ins and outs of the cannabis industry. Um, we love our industry. We love the plant. Um, there's a lot of bullshit in the industry that oh. we are dealing with. And we're not talking about the fertilizers that are being used um, in the grows, my friends. Um, so we oh, want to start the conversation. Oh, we will, here, we will talk places. about that. We will talk about that if you want us to talk about that, because sometimes people aren't on the up and up of what they're using either. But that's a whole conversation for a different day. Because that's not show. what we're talking about today. Um, okay, so this is one of my daily high club pieces. Uh, you can see the little uh, emblem on there. Uh, it comes with a banger and a bowl, so you can use it for dabs and or uh, flour. I recommend using different pieces for different things. That's just me, though. Uh, but, yeah, so we'll do this as a giveaway when we reach our number goal on TikTok. So we need a 1,000 followers on TikTok. It's going to be a minute, so we're going to keep talking about it. We're going to need a 1,000 followers on TikTok, and then um, – and then we'll figure out how we get your names entered into this giveaway. But definitely, if you're showing up and helping us get followers on TikTok, um, we're definitely going to put your name into the drawing. So uh, let's discuss on our next meeting how we're going to collect uh, names for this drawing as we reach our thousand followers. Is it going to come from TikTok or is it going to come because we're going to get do the giveaway here on the live show? So we have to decide that. And well, maybe we'll get your y'all's input on that as well. You know, we like to include you in some of our decision making. That's it. We All right, a thousand followers on TikTok, so we can go live so on a little TikTok. Dino egg piece, Dino egg, Dino egg, or a thousand followers. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So share to those that would like to uh, hear what we have to say, uh, contribute to what we talk about. Um, Yay. It's, um, it's TCCP. And let me see if I can. Hmm. I'll have to, sh I'll have to figure out how to share the, the link, but let's see if I can share the link um, and get it into the, into the, into the comments. Comments. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to let you deal with that one. Cause yeah, you let me do that. I'll <laughs> I can tell you what our, our TikTok is. Cause it is, I'm programmed into that. The actual okay so i'm going to tell you guys what it is it's uh so it is the canna closet podcast the canna is spelled with one n 
because TikTok is lame. Uh, so it's the Canna Closet Podcast, if you want to type that into the... Um, is it all one word? Like it's all one word. And I often just put at TCCP because we also have it listed like that. So you should be able to find it under at TCCP as well. And if you're unsure, you can follow me and then it'll link you right over to the Canna Closet podcast because, yeah, that's us. So. Uh, we have a nice little crowd today. Oh, Let's not... Microphone down. Oh, no. See? Technical issues every time. We couldn't let you down. So we so we made sure that something happened. Guys. I hope my computer doesn't freak out when I go to plug it back in and be like, oh, you're connected. You're disconnected. You're connected. Turn off. <laughs> Hopefully not. It'll figure it out. So once you get connected, we'll get into the topic of conversation today, which is cannabinoids, new cannabinoids on the market today. Let me know. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. So um, so we didn't want to like give away the we didn't want to give away the whole show in one fail swoop of TikTok. So, yay, TCCP works. So, if you just type in at TCCP, you should be able to find us on TikTok. It's an easy way to find us. Um, feel free to share any of our videos or Duet or Stitch or however you want to play with those. Um, be nice to us, please. <laughs> and and uh, our adults, so there is cursing there. So, if you are uh, monitored by your parent um, and they do not um, approve of adult content, well, why don't they? They're adults. But also, if you're 18 and other over, yeah, that's, that's, our preferred, that's our preferred demographic. Um, if they'll give you a gun, you're an adult. So here we are, 18 and up. Um, sorry. sorry, I got opinions. I'm not sorry to have opinions, actually. Um, today, we want to talk about, about Delta-8, uh, also THCO, a little bit about Delta-10, THCP, and uh, maybe we'll dig into some others uh, also, but those are the main ones we want to talk about today. Um, to be clear, just to start, and this is, listen, we're not taking a side one way or another. Um, I guess I, I might, will, but we want you to make your own decisions. So um, we just want to talk about this in the most uh, educational way possible with you know, but what do we what do we want to remind people or let people uh, understand why we have synthetic uh, cannabis? Yes. So these are why? synthetics, to be clear. And the reason that we have synthetics on the market is because of prohibition. It's because the herb is not available in every state. If the herb was available in every state, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't see this uptick in these new cannabinoids. So first we're going to talk about how they're made and, um, and then get into the science of it. And um, there, we posted an article about um, how Ethan Russo feels about THCO. I definitely encourage that as a read, if you want to save that article. Um, and so we're going to talk about these cannabinoids uh, in the most educational way possible. I do want to note that some of these cannabinoids, while they are synthetic, the ones that we see now on the market, 
some of them do occur naturally like Delta eight in the plant, but it's such a very finite amount that it is not economical to extract it from the plant and create a product. The fly is attacking you. I can see. Was the fly attacking you? I want to be like, I should put my hair down. <laughs> so, so I just want to make that clear. Um, because some of the articles that we read were talking about how the legalities, first of all, of creating these products um, and also um, the potential outlawing of some of these products. Now, if we outlaw Delta 8 altogether, when I'm not going to say if, but when uh, the growers, the cultivators and the scientists behind um, the research and development at plant level uh figure out how to access Delta-8 naturally in the plant, we want to be able to provide it um, when it comes naturally. And I'm not, listen, I'm not downing anything. I just prefer natural. This is what I prefer. And I have, by the way, side note, tried Delta-8 and I have tried the THCO. So um, what do we want to get into first on, on that? Ooh, um, do we want to, I mean, I guess the science of it, I just uh, actually shared the link, the um, chemical and engineering news, uh, their article on the natural products, the Delta-8 THC craze and concerns article. So um, I guess let's start talking the science of it. What is Delta-8? How is it a synthetic or how is it can, you know, um, from what is the difference between it scientifically? I mean, I have notes, you know, just that. The, the I have a picture of Delta nine on my shirt. Um, I could probably share this one. That's actually um, on the uh, articles. It so. shows, yeah, it shows the difference between it's a, it's the double carbon is the difference. It's where the double carbon is located on um, Delta eight versus Delta nine. Um, I don't, I could not find the article again. But a lot of the articles that we read were talking about how Delta-8 is less potent than Delta-9. And it kind of gives this indica feel, if you will, a nice relaxed feel. Um, but uh, I was reading an article, which I need to find because I, 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 that information is important, I think. Um, but it was saying that how do you pronounce it? Olivetol? Olivetol is, is the phonetic look, O-L-I-V-E-T-O-L. <clears throat> it's, it's used as a part of the process to create Delta-8. <clears throat> and I believe it, it actually does happen naturally, but naturally it also dissipates completely and is not found with Delta-9. But it is found with Delta-8 and that uh, uh, particular compound uh, is, no, I, I'm hoping I'm speaking about this correctly because, again, I couldn't find the article. But that particular compound is known to kind of dull the effects. Um, and there's not enough research on it to say if it's uh, safe to smoke it either, which is one of the issues about it. But it could just be dulling the effects of Delta-8. They could have similar potency effects, but this the Delta Eight comes with the um, the Olivetol um, still still uh, available or around. I'm not sure how to say that correctly. Yeah, the the way 
I, I wish I wish I had that article because it explained it so beautifully. And I think I just kind of fucked it up. But um, uh, but but basically it, it, what I'm saying is, is that leftover compound is what could potentially be making the Delta eight seem less potent. And additionally, the article uh, stated that there's just not enough testing to say whether or not this is something that's safe to smoke, to, to inhale. And so that could be problematic as well. So that's on Delta. That's, that's a, a little bit on Delta eight, but this is the difference between um, Delta eight and Delta nine is where that double see the red lines. There's where that uh, double carbon is. So it's just located um, in a different area. If you can see that that's the difference. It has this, uh, otherwise the same exact structure. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And then you'll scroll doing... down and there's the um, Delta, Delta D9, D10. So, yeah. <clears throat> again, on a, the, hydro, the double carbon is on a different space. So that's just the difference in the structures right there. Um, did Delta 10 say it was more potent or less Oh, I said Delta 10 was more like a, like a sativa, like a energetic. That's what it said. And then the Delta 8 was more relaxed and laid back is what it said was the difference. But these are created through a chemical process, which I'm not going to butcher explaining. But there is a chemical process that is that that is used to create these compounds, Delta 8, Delta 10, uh, which could potentially occur naturally in the plant, but not in high enough values to extract or to create product from or to get benefit from. Uh, these are created by taking the CBD molecule and, um, and um, you know, kind of fucking with it a little bit. And then it creates, it, it changes it up and it creates these, these compounds. I said it in a real dumbed down way. <laughs> I think in the same way that uh, we talk about um, how CBN is um, changed or the how CBN is produced, it is a compound in the plant. Um, it can be derived by through THC and the you know, processing of aging of heating of um, chemically breaking it into a different or right. breaking it, but chemically changing it um, is essentially I, I feel like that how these things are being um derived but also are there additives so there's strong acids being added to this is what what scientists are saying they're saying that how they're deriving it the chemical process to derive it kind of like bho mm -hmm. products and mm -hmm. um and uh the different ways that we pool and uh, get concentrates um you know essentially we're however the problematic part of this is that that may be the case. So this is information that we're also, we, we've read these articles. We've also talked to people who are um, processing these cannabinoids or helping create these cannabinoids or understand, you know, how they're created because it's part of their process. So, um, so, so it, it is, uh, you know, could be similar to how we create our concentrates but Delta eight, Delta 10 
Uh, definitely THCO is created differently. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, are, are not tested right now either. And when we create concentrates, we're not changing the, the compound itself as far right. as like it stays Delta 9 THC or it stays, you know, I guess THCA, it stays THCA when we heat it up, it turns to Delta 9. That's the, that's the process, but that's a more natural process. We're not adding anything to it, but heat, right? Um, and with these, there are uh, acids and things that are being added to it. And we need to make sure, here's the thing, is that if it's being created like a concentrate, and that's something that we've accepted as, as, a, as a safe process, that's, that's all well and good. Uh, but we need the testing for it because on the Delta eight side and on the Delta 10 side and the, uh, these, these synthetic cannabinoids that are being created out of CBD to be clear, they're changing CBD chemically to create these compounds. Um, they, they aren't required an up and up company is going to do what they're supposed to do, but these aren't required to be tested because they're created from those CBD compounds. They're using this loophole in the uh, farm bill to be able to create these other compounds. And to be clear, they wouldn't even exist, or we might know about Delta eight and Delta 10 in those minor minuscule amounts, but they wouldn't exist on the market if we just ended prohibition and legalized cannabis. We wouldn't have to have this conversation, which is important because we don't want to see anybody using products with um, anything left behind that's not supposed to be there. You know, as we talk about this and as this gets more discussion, um, you know, as even I think on that um, decriminalization uh, bill that we were reviewing is that they're going to start talking about these um, cannabinoids and how it will be affected and how they're going to regulate them. They're not going to just continue to let this slide. So this is something that, again, if it's where your companies are going or if this is a product you're providing to people, then be in those rooms of discussion of how um, your businesses will be affected. So um, <clears throat> Queen, I just rolled up on this uh, part and this talks about the Olivetol. Oh, okay. Um, it might've been in this article that I saw it. Yeah. So um, one thing that this researcher is saying is that, you know, just okay. the irresponsible, irresponsible production. So again, when we're talking about where you're getting your uh, D8, where you're getting your uh, different um, new products available, and how they're being made available to you, there's still ways to make sure that you're getting at least a reputable CBD company processing um, your product and having paying attention to what is going on, trying to uh, develop products that are clean. Um, there are going to be ones like the things that you might find at a gas station um, that aren't taking the time to, like this person said, to distill it or use chromatography to... Um, make sure that it's a good product. I would like to, you know, if we ended prohibition, our science could go into figuring out how to get this naturally from the plant instead of having to create this synthetic product. This is the exact article that I read. So I'm so glad that you saw this on the bottom part. And, um, and so this is what I'm talking about right here is that, that, that added um, uh, byproduct 
is sticking around. It is a natural precursor to THC, but it doesn't stick around when you have Delta 9. And we're not sure if it's something that we can inhale safely because there's not enough studies done on it. Don't oh, stop buying your CBD products and any other cannabinoid products at gas stations. Please. We're not even there yet on. No, please stop. This we're not. That's like way in the future. That's like way, <laughs> way in the future when legalization, when people are looking back at us, like what in the hell were they talking about? Why was it illegal again? I don't understand. Right. I mean, I, I, how do you feel about products that are found at like Walgreens? Uh, every year we get our other vitamins and such, you know, and there are reputable products and, and CBD companies. And I guess just, I don't know, maybe I'm just being a snob then. Maybe I'm just being a snob. I mean, you could tell me in the comments if you think I'm just adding to some snobbery right now. Um, but I just, (laughs) I I don't know, just, uh, can you get testing results or something? I don't know. And I think, you know, again, when we're talking reputable CBD companies, they are putting that information out there. They are putting education out there to their consumers. I I also feel like because there's no regulations right now and this is a consumer driven market that why wouldn't I a a, uh, um, you know, responsible vendor? I get all my stuff tested. Why wouldn't I try to sell more of it? in uh, in places where people frequent too. So, I mean, I get it. I just, uh, I just feel some sort of way about it. I think because it's not regulated is my biggest problem with that. And so only, and so you don't know if they're using responsible vendors or not. You don't know when you go to a gas station and gas station attendants, no, no offense, do your job, but like, um, do they don't know either. Really. They don't know either. They don't care. They're just telling you the problem. And how could, and how could they? they? Right. Because it's not a, it's not something that's re- required. Um, so, um, this so article more that, CBD companies more, you know, like, um, know. how mm. it's a sticky wicket. Oh, <laughs> how old am I? <laughs> Ooh, that could be a contest too. <laughs> I think, well, to new, to new people to us that don't know us. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I just, I just, I just don't know how to answer that question. Anybody want to chime in in the comments? You're welcome to, but I guess knowing like- again, knowing a reputable CBD hemp companies that you know have um, been born from being pushed out of the uh, you know dispensary models in their right. states and have moved on to other ventures um, that they didn't have to jump through the hoops or be demonized. Uh, for doing what they want to do, and that is to help patients. And so when you have this capability by um, you know, utilizing the plant, um, by working through a loophole. Uh, an, illegal, an illegal loophole, though, to be clear, this is not legal, uh, according to the FDA. And, and the, what is it, The what is the word? Um, auto, basically the, shit <laughs> yeah, hold on i'm gonna look it up because i don't know what i'm saying you know what i'm trying to say right 
the that yeah uh analog and yes so there's a there's a there's an analog rule i hate to i hate to be the bearer of bad news but there's where's the ethan russo um article at here i have it here um, um, in the comments <laughs> i dropped it into the comments yeah i want to pull it up on my phone i think i put it um on the bottom or something or um, is you, oh are you looking at the show notes yes um they it is under hemp grower there it is ethan russo okay so this analog rule basically says that if this product is illegal trying to create a kind of a an alternative to that product uh would make that product illegal too <clears throat> Let me pull it up so I say yeah, it correctly. I've got it. I've, yeah, I'm gonna put it on the screen. I have actually the okay, cool particular right on my screen. Um, <clears throat> there it is. The Federal Analog Act. We're breaking it down for y'all today. We came. We came with a purpose today. I hope y'all are enjoying it. Um, anyone want to comment? Anyone have an experience with using um, a D8, D10? Uh, we're going to touch a little bit on the THCO because that is a, you know, That's a different conversation. Different conversation, different. Um, uh, yeah, you can probably see some of it here what we're going to talk about. Yeah, but it's a different. Um, and we're also going to talk about this, the pharmaceutical aspect of um, the compounds that are made um, and accepted by the pharmaceutical industry. So, um, but yeah, here's a. So basically it says that if you uh, make a similar molecule to the product that is illegal, that that too is this analog to that product is too illegal. So, you know, once they got time to address this situation and also once health concerns come kind of to the forefront where people aren't doing this appropriately and right, um, they're going to have to address this farm bill. They're going to have to address regulations for hemp and hemp products. And this product may not be on the market. Um, that is going, I, I mean, I definitely, I don't listen. I don't think THCO is going to be on the market for sure. The, but the problem is we don't want to make Delta eight illegal again, because it does, it is a naturally occurring substance in the plant. It occurs at 0.1% in mo most plants, which is so minor and minuscule. We can't do anything with that. Um, some plants might get up to 1%, but that's a complete anomaly that doesn't happen for most plants. And um, you can't really get any benefit from it or, or an economical extraction of it uh, without 15 to 20% availability. And so, but I think um, over years and research and development and breeding properly and all of these things that we could see um, kind of how we see CBG is more available in the plant post, um, you know, early flower stages post that, you know, um, we're starting to see more plants that have more availability of CBG. I think that you will see that also with Delta eight, uh, given the availability of research, right? So we don't want to outlaw it, but also we do want it to be safe uh, marketable to everybody. 
If it is a lesser version of Delta 9, we definitely want to know that for sure. We don't want that leftover residual, anything that we don't know if it's safe to smoke. There's some problematic things with it. And I think that, um, like I say with hemp CBD products, I say this often, that you just need to go with a reputable company. Um, somebody who does their research on the product, somebody who, um, who, who does testing on their product. Um, so, um, yes, I mean, so, so 200 milligrams of Delta eight, listen, so we sat, we sat and watched somebody get wasted on some Delta eight. Uh, and her name was also Farah. wasted first time never ever though first time consumer consumer. she had never ever used cannabis at all on any level really before right Um, those bad boys who was like that was three actually and um and so she ate these like rice krispie treats that had delta eight in them and um and she was toasted she needed a ride home and stuff and you know but for those who use Delta nine, you definitely notice the difference. Um, it's okay. Um, and then again, uh, and you know, it's not, it is, it does naturally occur in the plant, but right now we're just, we're not able to naturally extract it from the plant. So we do have to do a little bit to it, but it could be a similar process as, um, as you know, we go through concentrates, but I would just like to see mandatory testing, um, making sure that we understand how any byproducts that remain are going to affect uh, public health if they're smoking it. Uh, I want to understand those things a little bit better. I think that's not too much to ask. Agreed. I think too, a lot of, con- not maybe it is a concern, but is the potency aspect when they're looking at these new cannabinoids and we're talking potency and effect um, and how, and, and comparing it to, uh, you know, D9 and you know, we're already like, and where we're at um, in the medical cannabis and adult use and the regulations that we're, you know, that, that our industry has had to go through. Um, and now we're, yes, talking about the same um taking it, the hemp industry into that same direction when we're talking about consumables of, you know, another cannabis. And see, then this happens, right? Where we have a legal market, right? And then, but also uh, Delta 8 and CBD providers on the hemp uh, industry market are like, you don't need a medical card to come get some Delta 8, you know? So and then are they educate you and then they're not educating fully on the difference right. or it's a sway to put you know, a, a one-sided or a one-sided education. Um, and there's so many different facets to this. So it's, it's not just so simple as saying you don't need a medical card. Well, then that's just a, you know, like, well, yeah. then I, I would pr- almost trust you to to my corner uh, dude and saying, yo, I'll take a dime bag. Like, yeah, like, uh, why did we vote for legal cannabis in the state if um, if we don't want to, um, you know, give people access to doctors and medical cards to get access to the organic product? I think, again, I think 
I don't want to dismiss the hemp industry at all because the hemp industry has been a really big savior. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It saved a lot of people who don't have access to regulated cannabis. Uh, I just want to be clear because I always have to make this clear because I hate the distinction between them um, legally. The the distinction between hemp and cannabis is that 0.3% THC availability in hemp versus the availability that you would find in, in ruderalis or um, indica sativa type plants. And um, that is a legality that was given to the plant by lawmakers who don't really understand the plant because honestly, a lot of hemp farmers have to destroy their crops because they test at above the 0.3% and, um, and then they have to destroy their crop. These plants, when they're stressed, they produce more THC. Kind of like when we're stressed, we like to smoke THC. It's the same thing, sort of. <laughs> like, and lawmakers don't understand that, and they're and they're destroying perfectly good medicine. Um, I would also say that um, having uh, legality across the board gives more people access to the market. We definitely have to work on our regulations and laws about, um, you know, having to be rich as fuck to get into the legal market. Um, well, here's, but, and, you know, and have access. But, but I think that if, if we didn't have prohibition, that there would be more accessibility to these, um, to these, uh, entrepreneurs that are marketing hemp CBD. I just, I think that they would have more access if so we are- had more legality. I want to throw something out there, like in just in terms of um, language and legality. They're already, they are already, there is distinction between the word cannabis, medical marijuana, and marijuana. In literal, you know, even um, I pulled up some information about Epidiolex, which is, um, you know, the um, synthetic. FDA approved synthetic. FDA approved, derived from the plant, um, oil. But um, there, they talk about marijuana is the flower, dried flower and leaf. Medical marijuana is the blah blah blah. You know, and and then I lost this. So this is when I lost. I could not find go back and find that. It was like this little like so they have three definitions for the same cartoon, thing. almost animated thing of educating, and then and then cannabis and uh, what the difference of an epidiolex is derived from the cannabis plant, but it is not. It is different from marijuana. No, but but what? No, it, no, it's all the listen. So this is again, again, language matters. Same umbrella. Listen, if you guys want to educate people and educate your staff or whatever, call us CQLLC. Uh, we are cannabis consultants. We'd we'll be happy to come and educate your staff. 970-426-5985. Or you can reach us at customer service CQLLC at gmail.com. Because clearly also, you know, put your lawmakers on to us. We'd be happy to come teach them a class too. They got the money to do it. Um, so, um, and also, Never mind. I was going to say something. Anyways, I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to leave Texas alone. That's all I'm going to say about it. Um, <laughs> got $10,000 for a bounty. You can pay for me. I promise. Okay. Listen, though. Okay. We would like to educate the world is really what we would like to see happen. Um, here's the thing. 
it all falls under the same umbrella. It's hemp, it's ruderalis, it's indica sativa, which are poorly scripted names, but I digress. It's a pigeon dove situation. <sighs> yeah, it's a pigeon dove situation. <laughs> it's all the same. And lawmakers not say it's not the same. Thing. And then they convince y'all that it's not the same. Or, or maybe they don't convince you of that because there's no regulations on the, and so everybody just thinks it's, it's like legal cannabis and it's, it's legal hemp. According to the law, it is legal cannabis, I guess. But what you're seeing now on the market is more synthetically derived as opposed to naturally derived uh, products availability. So when now, people think synthetic cannabis, they, they think the spice and the, what is the K, whatever. I don't even, because gross. Yeah, I don't know. Gross. Sprayed product of a, you know, basically a, a chemical to uh, mimic yeah. THC. Is that what it is? I don't even know. Like that's the my extent, but that well, is we're talking it about is running. like a chemically altered cannabinoid. So that's when you when you look at Wikipedia's synthetic cannabinoid um, definition, it is totes. Yeah. So, so be clear what we're talking, uh, to be clear, what we're talking about is an altered cannabinoid where they're taking either CBD or Delta nine THC um, or Delta eight THC even, which is very complicated to discuss and, and, and explain, but we will. Um, and creating um, another compound with it. They're chemically altering these compounds and creating them through, an, you know. Okay, so let's get into THCO, though, because this one, this one is, I feel like, more concerning to me than the other ones. It's being billed. It's being billed as the spiritual cannabinoid. It's supposed to take you... Um, to great heights and lengths. And I'm not going to advertise for this, but I do have, I was given one at the expo. We're not going to advertise it. Um, but I was given a cartridge about it. Um, and so I did experience it. I tried it for sure. Um, it came on fast and it, and it left fast for me. Um, some people say that um, it puts you in this like spiritual euphoric state uh and that it's stronger than delta nine saying that it's at least three times stronger than delta nine i would say in my opinion uh i'll stick to delta nine it didn't really do anything so this is my personal experience it didn't really do anything out of the ordinary to me i mean it got me stoned really fast and then it was gone really fast you know so i was back to smoking blunts no big deal um, but here's the problematic part is that this uh, uses an, at, what is it called? Acetate. Oh, it's a THCO, THCO acetate and it uses um, an acetic anhydride at, uh, what does that say? Can you scroll down a little bit more? Just because I'm reading it right off. Yeah. So, so that's um, uh, part of the chemical process. This chemical is extremely dangerous, extremely flammable to start. So processing this is an extremely dangerous process. Um, but also, again, we're not sure what's left behind in this product. We're not sure um, 
if these if this is left if uh, any of these chemicals are left behind, they could be as dangerous as the vitamin E acetate that killed over sixty people um, when when they were trying to blame cannabis for the deaths. If y'all remember correctly, when it was actually coming from unregulated and untested and um, out of the United States uh, products that that were not. Um, Say, and that's why I tell you don't buy your stuff at a gas station because a lot of these products are sold in those types of places, unfortunately, and without regulations attached to them, they're dangerous. And also, side note, there were also some uh, underground, I don't want to call them underground because it's, it's not the same, illicit providers that were providing a Delta 9 cartridge. Yes, I put that in air quotes. Um, that contained these basically poisons. It just basically shreds up your lungs and makes it look like Swiss cheese um, to unsuspecting people who wanted to have access to Delta 9 THC. And so they went and they purchased it from somebody that maybe they trusted. I don't know. And that person got it from an illicit market provider, out of country illicit market provider. Um, they labeled them. What was the most popular one? Do you remember the name of it? I don't. Because they labeled them. They had all these crazy cartoons and stuff. They're still right. out there on the market. Yeah, it, I, yeah, it was bad. Um, and so what they did was have these boxes mass produced, these packaging mass produced. Uh, mm-hmm. I think one of them was called Dank. And then there was another one that was out there. Um, and they have these packaging mass produced. And then they send it out to these people. And then they put their product into the package. And they get it out and put it out on the illicit market. And there you go. Now we have a bunch of people who are using something that's turning their lungs into Swiss cheese. Those who survived are going to have medical issues for a lifetime. And um, and it's, yeah, it's just overall dangerous. So that's, I mean, that's why that's part of the reason why we're doing this show but then when we talk about this THCO, um, when, when we talk about this THCO, um, the danger is in the chemicals that are used to produce this. Now, THCO does not happen or occur naturally in this plant. It is purely a synthetic product, purely created. It is said to be created from Delta 9. However... Hemp providers, listen up. And if you are a, if you are somebody who isn't in the, in the um, processing part of this, you may not know this about what's happening. But basically, uh, THCO is created from Delta Nine. Well, Delta Nine is not legal in all states, but CBD, hemp produced CBD, is legal in all fifty states, and also. They are creating Delta-8. So there's a there's a process to create the Delta-8. And then they're saying, this is what they're saying that they're doing. And there's no regulatory body to check them on this. They're saying they're taking that Delta-8, which was processed from a CBD molecule, and turning it into THCO. That's what they're telling. That's what they're saying. That the these providers are saying. That that's that's the loophole. That's how they're getting around it. Um, 
it all sounds a little convoluted to me. Just my opinion on it. And I'm going to go with whatever Ethan Russo says, because he's a very knowledgeable scientist that I've been following for years. Um, he's very well versed on the endocannabinoid system and how it works. He's very passionate about this plant and about the science behind this plant. And um, if anybody has a direct connection to him, I would be happy to have him on this on the show and just let him talk the whole time. It would be probably a reprieve for everybody. Um, but he's saying no go on this THCO. Like, stay away from it. It is dangerous. And he is not the first uh, person that I um, have read or even talked to that's like THCO. There's not enough testing. There's not enough known about it. Um, the processing is very dangerous. Um, we don't know what we're inhaling. So that could be very dangerous. Um, and so the word on the street is no thank you to THCO. I don't know. Do we have anybody in the comments that wants to uh, state their opinion about it? You're welcome to. We would love to hear it. Uh, so also. <laughs> so also uh, one of the things that Ethan, this is my favorite thing in here because he doesn't just say they faint. He actually uses scientific terminology to explain to you what causes the fainting, uh, which would be uh, rapid heartbeat and low blood pressure. Drop in or a sudden head. drop in heartbeat and low blood pressure. Excuse me, I said that wrong. And, uh, and so it's from being too high. And if you've ever greened out, you know, um, sometimes cannabis can uh, make us feel ill or something like that. Um, uh, too much is definitely too much. So THCO is said to do that quicker, especially to those probably with no experience with cannabis or little experience with cannabis. Like I said, I didn't feel overly stimulated by this particular product. I did try it. I'm not going to try it again. Um, and yeah, I just, I don't know. It, it, I wasn't swept off my feet by any means, but there could be, it, it sounds like it could be problematic. So well, I am, uh, I'm, I'm okay with that. No, no to THCO. Um, <laughs> but let's go back to, um, so is there anything else you want to, did I skip over stuff? I no, just, no, no, no. <laughs> THCO, I'd say don't. Oh, he's, he's advising hemp growers and processors to not go to, you know, concentrate concentrate on producing a quality product where you know what went into it and what uh that it was properly made no pesticides no heavy metals all that good stuff especially like prepare prepare your business model to lose this product yeah if that's what if you are doing it yeah if you're gonna if you're riding the wave um more power to you but you know there's um these products may not be available uh, legally on the market. And if you're a consumer, mm, it's too new. I don't think I would trust it. I know we all want the, you know, we want, we all want, you know, we want the thing that's going to be the cure. It's going to be the, the symptom relief. It's going to be the thing. And we know that Delta nine, um, well, not just Delta nine, but the other cannabinoids available in these products 
uh, in these legal regulated products are very uh, useful in treating symptoms and sometimes even curing certain illnesses. Uh, we know that and people want that and they want access to that. And so when we tell them, well, we don't have access to that, but we have access to something similar, of course, people are going to want that product because if it's similar, it probably has similar effects. And honestly, there is research being done on Delta-8, which I love. A lot of our cannabinoids are researched under synthetic um, means because they come out in such minor uh, amounts that there's not enough to test. So even uh, Raphael McCollum does research with synthetic cannabinoids that are created uh, from the from the plant material, but have, they have to create more of it so that they can get a good test sample. These things can be tested. We can learn more about it. And so there is testing, scientific uh, testing being done, research being done on Delta-8. It is available in the plant naturally, but not in very high amounts. So I imagine they're testing the synthetic versions of that. Um, we just need to know more about it. When a chemist says that they're nervous about the process of Delta-8, we should all like, listen, okay? Because they spent a lot of money to go to a lot of school and they're super smart if they have the title of chemist. I'm sorry, but they are. We have to listen to them, uh, at least about science. Uh, so when chemists are nervous about even Delta-8, then we have to like really pay attention to what's going on and see what is the concern and how can we alleviate the concern and make sure that the product is, if we maintain availability of the product, that it's safe for the consumers who are going to be using it. And that means that we don't want anything extra in there. Um, and um, if there is anything in the product that it should all be tested and understood, uh, it's, um, it's, if it's if it's a dangerous if it's a dangerous um, to inhale or to consume or or whatever the case, I'm getting too high to speak anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you know, it, it's you know, if we're talking about it the way that we talk about D nine, about the night, you know, PTHC, but yay, you know, like. I think it's a slippery slope too. If we think about it too, like if they're synthesizing the Delta eight, right. Then what's to say that they're not going to do something. I mean, already I say they, and when I'm, when I say they, I'm probably talking about legislators, corporations, uh, big canna, big canna came from big pharma, came from big tobacco, comes from alcohol industry. So big canna is not our friend, right? So when I say they, that's who I'm usually talking about. In this instance, I'm talking about big canna. And, um, and I, I think that if, if, if they are going to allow uh, synthesized products on this side, that then we're going to see something, you know, tobacco is addicting because of the byproducts that are in the tobacco products, you know, like, so, so are they going to create an addiction value to our naturally sourced cannabis? When I talk about addiction, 
By the way, I want to just be clear that I'm not saying that people don't have dependency issues. Dependency and addiction are two different things. And the way that they are separated or the way that I separate them, at least, is that dependency is here. Okay, Um, you think you need that thing. But addiction actually affects your entire body. Your body says, I need that thing or I'm not going to function the way that you need me to function. Dependency is something that um, people do have. They do have problematic use of cannabis. I'm not going to deny that that happens out there. Um, But cannabis in itself is not physically addicting. And so the body is not begging for it. Unless, side note, you have symptoms that you're treating and you haven't treated your symptoms, your body might be like, hey. Your body is begging you for it. (laughs) But that's not addiction. That's symptom relief. That's That's a different thing. That's your body um, that's you are sick. That's why you're taking cannabis, etc. We could get into that um, deeper if you'd like. But um, but I, I am concerned about big cannabis turning into a big tobacco situation, turning into an alcohol industry situation. Um, definitely can happen where there's there's addiction value added to a product that we've been trying to maintain its organic value about with gernabinol um they actually mentioned the addiction um aspect of gernabinol um or why uh the pharmaceuticals that are made you know that is something that um they i don't know if it's necessary gernabinol um but basically had to reschedule they rescheduled it for it so that it could be consumed. You know, so even though it has um, more likelihood to be dependent on, it's descheduled or not descheduled, it's scheduled differently so um, it can be made in process. So they, they can make, so big pharma can make money off of cannabis, a lot of money off of cannabis and it had to go through the process, you know, it had to go through, um, you know, the whole, because it is a synthesized, uh, you know. There's a lot of good research on those pages. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I've, I've looked at those. Um, when I was teaching, I was always on those pages. Um, the companies that created those products, I was always looking at their research. They did a lot of great research. The problem that I have is that we don't have legalized cannabis in the United States, but somehow big pharma got around that little, that little bullshit rule and have created a product that is made the same or, or similarly, uh, like oils and things from the plant, they've extracted it from the plant. So they have this product on the market, but we can't put our oils on the market because our oils are schedule one. So that's what it says. Uh, I found the, the actual part where it says, um, Currently, tetrahydrocannabinols, including THC and other chemically related compounds derived from the marijuana plant, are assigned to the most restrictive category, Schedule One, because they are no current—they have no currently accepted medical use and have a high potential for abuse. Synthetic can- cannabinoids with activity activities similar to THC would also be automatically assigned to Schedule One, according to DEA reg- regulations. An exception to this is dronabinol, Marinol. Initially a Schedule II drug, it was reassigned to Schedule III in July 1999 as a result of a petition filed by the manufacturer. 
it is that easy really it's that easy i just get to file a petition and you know like say well, with oh, lots of money right? who's, do that? pockets were they shoving money into like also they were shoving money into pockets that's why they got that you got to have a lot of money and then you can do <clears throat> By contrast, cannabinoids that are not found in the mar or that are not found in the marijuana plant and that are chemically distinct from THC, including anandamide and several synth synthetic cannabinoids currently being evaluated in preclinical studies, were not classified as controlled substances at the time of writing. These compounds, therefore, represent more attractive candidates for drug development than their marijuana marijuana-derived counterparts. <clears throat> Yeah, it's also confusing, making it a little scary. It is a little scary. Um, it's just like it's a plant. Let us like like stop talking listen. about synthesizing it, and let's just let us do our thing with the plant. <laughs> I'm not telling you to do anything illegal <clears throat> that you're probably not already doing. Um, make sure your plug is uh, getting product from tested legal spaces. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Or they're doing it themselves and you know that their product yeah, know is... Your grow, know your grower. Know your grower. Know your, know your caregiver. I just know that some people got plugs in some states where maybe there's a little bit of an, you know, and all I'm saying is maybe ask them where they get their product from. Is it one of these amazing beautiful places we know listen even though there's not a legal legal import export rule we know that it happens okay nobody's that stupid and if they are they're probably a lawmaker oh i'm sorry i didn't mean to say that yes i did because <laughs> they don't think like they think like lawmakers and and enforce law enforcers. Well, and lawmakers they have um, numbers and money, and um, <clears throat> they are sway easily swayed by um, dollars and dollars, dollars and dollars. Mm. Dang it, we um, missed it again. Oh my gosh! I even three minutes before <laughs> I was like, "Don't forget." Shit. We missed it again. Hey, like setting the alarm or something like setting an alarm. Y'all on the West Coast and Arizona right now until y'all change your times back need to let us know that we're missing your 420 so that we can smoke with y'all at 420, not 429. Where's my bowl? Binga, binga, binga. <coughs> so. All right. What else? Um, I did find that article in THCP. If we want to take a look at that. Is THCP a similarly created product like uh, THCO or is it something that happens naturally in the plant? Let's see. These are things, these are questions you should be asking whenever you see a new cannabinoid on the market, ladies and gentlemen. These are the questions. If it naturally occurs in the plant, <clears throat> there could be some uh rise of it and they i don't know maybe it's in minuscule amounts and they have to change something which i don't know how i feel about that i kind of feel some sort of way about it i'll be honest 
uh, I would rather it just happen as naturally as possible. I understand that it's not uh, available in large amounts. So I get it, I guess. Uh, but a fully synthesized, non-existent cannabinoid. So from what I can see in this article, is it, it is saying that it is a naturally occurring. Um, it is the uh, natural occur naturally occurring cannabinoid molecules um, have alkyl side chains. Um, it has extra alkyl side chains is basically the gist of it. It has a different tail. It works with the ECS system differently. <clears throat> um, so it occurs naturally, but does it occur in large amounts naturally? Or is this another one that they're like, well, we saw it and then we wanted more of it. Let's see. And again, I'm on the I'm on the fence about how I feel about that all, because I know that a lot of the testing and research that's done on even major cannabinoids before we understood how fully to get them extracted was done um, was done uh, on synthetic molecules because we had you know so like you know if the testing is being done on those like so that we understand it better then I feel like the benefits could be there. We just need to make sure there's no residual byproducts. Thank you very much for saying that um, in the thread. I appreciate y'all's participation today. It's been amazing. Um, yeah. So that's what I was going to say. They found it on accident. Basically they uh, were conducting, you know, whatever they were using advanced mass spectrometry and liquid chromatography technology um, on a natural cannabis sample provided by the Military Chemical Institute in Florence, Italy. Um, and so, yeah, just found it on accident. Um, and I can go first, Italy. Oh, Italy. <laughs> um, and again, it talks about it being more effective in, in, than THC at binding with the uh, CB1 receptors because, because it has more tails. Little tail. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you can throw it up here. It's a cool, it's a, I mean, it's an interesting a aspect. It's if, if we're looking at, um, and they're talking how it interacts with your ECS. Who's naming these things? Because I don't appreciate somebody calling one THCO that is a complete synthetic and the other one called THCP that is, uh, natural. <laughs> Stick with the deltas. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. It probably has something to do with its chemical makeup. I'm not a scientist or chemist. I, I mean, a little bit I'm a chemist. Look, watch. <laughs> you just combusted something. <laughs> Chemistry. Oh, this is the article. If you care to check it out, um, I don't think it is not a, a sign. I don't know what the oracle is, um, but... Um, that is where this THCP information is coming from. CBDoracle.com slash cannabinoids slash THCP for those listening to us today. Gotta start doing that more. We're going to be professionals by the end of the year. The Cannabis Closet Podcast. Thanks for joining in everybody that has uh, been with us today. Um, how to, tell us how you felt about it. We would love to hear more from you. If, uh, if you're listening after the fact, uh, definitely hit us up, cannabiscloset420 at gmail.com and, and, and uh, participate in the conversation. Um, 
if we start getting emails like that, we'll definitely read your comments and stuff on air when we come through. Don't forget, we're going to do a giveaway when we reach a thousand followers on TikTok. We're going to discuss how we're going to collect your names and do this giveaway. Uh, but definitely help us get to a thousand followers on TikTok. You can find us at TCCP. Uh, that's the Cannabis Closet Podcast. So that's our initials, TCCP. Um, giving away this lovely uh, dinosaur coming we out of an egg. Name it. We should name it. Name it. Oh, totally. What is its name? Ah! I mean, I'm always a fan of Egbert whenever there's any kind of like egg thing going on, but it's just me. This is um, a dinosaur, though. So. I feel like dynamite. Dynamite. I think that's the name of the box, maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you, uh, Will. I appreciate the input on that. We would like to bring you lots of information. We like to talk about the problematic things that are happening in the cannabis industry and try to come up with solutions. At the very minimum, we're going to educate you guys because that's what we love to do. Um, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch live every Monday at 4.20 Mountain Standard Time. That's uh, 3.20 on the West Coast. That's 5.20 Central, and that is 6.20 East Coast time. Uh, we're also, uh, we also post our shows after the main show um, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, as well as a few others, but those are the main ones. And uh, you can find us on our social media, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. Uh, the Cannabis Closet Podcast, that's P-O-T-C-A-S-T. Um, come hang out with is, us on Discord. Oh, yeah, and come hang out with us on Discord. We're often talking about what's going on on the show. Um, sometimes we're talking about some of our other business ventures, so you might get, like, a little uh, little um, information or a little... And sometimes we're just getting high, so... Sometimes we're just getting come high. Come join us and, and chill, so... Um... I don't know. Come be social with us. I, we love to see you here in the comments, but um, we like talking to you in person too. So yeah, absolutely. Um, um, we're just regular old people getting high in a discord sometimes. That's not that's the way old. Life goes. You're not old. I'm not old. I meant old, like old, like a bunch of, I didn't mean like old. <laughs> I would never, ever, never have I ever called myself old. I will never do that. Um, uh, yeah, so you guys should come hang out with us. If you're interested in joining us, just shoot us an email. Like I said, canvascloset420 at gmail.com or hit us up on any of our like, uh, you know, messengers or whatever. I don't know if we can get messages on TikTok, but I think we can on, t on Instagram. So definitely hit us up. You can find me, Canna Queen DGO, on all social media platforms as well. Um, if you can't find the Canvas Closet for some reason, I'm definitely connected to that. And uh, I will be happy to send you an invite to our Discord. When you come to our Discord, our rule is treat humans like humans. Uh, we're not going to judge anybody. We're not going to disrespect anybody. But we'll tell um, you to get the hell out of here, an asshole. We certainly will. We certainly will. I think that if you follow us already and you watch our shows, you already know that we'll do that. Um, we stand for humanity. So take care of your fellow humans. Straighten each other's crowns. Make sure you be nice to yourselves, you know, talk nice, say nice things to yourself in the mirror. Look yourself straight in the eye when you do it. Cultivate love, motivate yourself to uh, bring the things that you want to you. You already own it. You already have it. Um, it's already yours. And uh, just because it's not tangible and in your hands, 
um, cool you remove that block. You got to, yeah, you got to bring it to you yourself. So it's not just uh, saying the words either. It's doing the actions. So and believing in yourself. Yeah. And the belief, believing in yourself and, uh, and having your, uh, your squad behind you have someone share your dreams, you know, like have someone support you. It's hard to motivate yourself. Sometimes, you know, we, we, uh, should be doing it for ourselves but sometimes it's hard to go it alone so um it's not bad to have a cheerleader saying you can do it you can do it, um, can do it. <laughs> so cultivate those around you to um to get you through those moments um when you are feeling your lowest uh you you've got to have you know there's there's at least one person out there and if you don't have one person out there to tell you that you are awesome and here for a reason you can only yes. reach out to us um you got our email you got our socials friend us and um come join us on discord uh we'll, we'll, we'll uh you know don't go stalker on us because we will hurt you. Um, That's right. We can fight. <laughs> we do uh, no, invite you. No to unsolicited picks, y'all. Not <laughs> None of that, no, this is not an invitation for anyone. <laughs> like, no. Be Literally. You guys. Sorry. I was not thinking <laughs> of that in that direction. But we do realize that people are people. Here it is. Humans are disgusting. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> wait, I got to pack a new one. I'm empty. Um, <laughs> so thank you everyone for joining us on the Canada's Closet Podcast today uh, with Canna Queen and MJ. Um, always uh, stay lifted. Stay lifted, everybody. We'll see you next time. Monday, 420, Mount Standard Time. Don't forget, Don't forget. It's counters, it's set your alerts. Start we your love y'all. with us. <laughs>